Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody, Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO, and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played Chuck Bass. Is this Michelle Trachtenberg? I'll never tell. Hey, I'm Taylor Momsen, and I play Jenny Humphrey. Hi, I'm Sebastian Stan, and I played Carter Payson. That was one of the reasons I liked the character Jenny so much, is that she was very relatable. The whole thing was such a joy for me to do, and I was just so thankful that people responded the way they did to what we were doing. This really was just, like, wonderful. I, like, have, like, warm feelings inside. Yeah, me too. I'm giving you air hugs. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're breaking down Britney Spears' conservatorship hearing and talking all about the court appearance, taking the internet by storm. And BuzzFeed's Elamine Abdul-Mahmoud joins us to dive even deeper into all things Free Britney and to talk about what comes next. It's June 24th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen Liconti. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. If we're being real right now, the only thing we want to talk about is Britney today. And that's because, well, there's a lot of new info that was just emotionally unloaded on us. Wednesday afternoon, Britney Spears made a highly anticipated appearance, to put it mildly, addressing a Los Angeles Superior Court judge regarding her long-running conservatorship. Via remote connection, she spoke candidly about her loss of independence, but ultimately she made one thing clear. She just wants her life back. So basically this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. Um, I I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two to three year break and just, you know, do what I want to do. Brittany asked for an end to the legal arrangement that has given her father, Jamie Spears, control over her money and life since 2008. In doing so, the pop star made a number of revelations about how she's been treated over the past 13 years and why she wants to take back control of her life. 
From getting her nails done freely to a lithium prescription that she did not want to take, Brittany revealed a lot about the extent to which she's felt completely controlled. She even spoke about how she was prevented from going to the doctor to remove her IUD method of birth control. I, get, I feel ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone. And I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does by having a child, a family, any of those things, and more so. The pop star went as far as saying that her father should be in jail and that conservatorships shouldn't be used like this. She said, quote, it makes no sense and that, quote, the laws need to change. Following her statements, the court took a recess and stopped the public audio feed. The next scheduled court hearing is set for July 14th. So as you just heard, there's a lot to process and unpack about this court case, and we definitely need some help. Joining us today for a deep dive into all things Free Britney, as well as where things go from here, is news culture writer for BuzzFeed News, Elamin Abdul-Mahmoud. Hi, Elamin. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, pal. Thanks. Okay. So, you know, before we get into the specifics of Britney's day in court yesterday, I just want to take a moment to really address the magnitude of the pain that she has been in since 2008 and maybe before then. I think a lot of us have supported the hashtag Free Britney movement, but to be honest, I don't think most of us knew just how bad things were for her. Elamine, what struck you the most about listening to her 24-minute statement? I mean, my God, the idea of Brittany, um, someone who's someone we've known our entire lives. I think most people understood the conservatorship to be something about maybe governing some career decisions. Um, and then increasingly, as we heard from the Free Britney movement, it was like a lot about her daily life. But the extent that she detailed was just horrifying. I mean, to hear her talk about how she they won't let her remove an IUD because she wants to have another baby, that level of control, the idea that they won't let her ride in a car with her boyfriend, I think like when you hear that, you go, that is much worse than what I thought. Like it, it is just much worse than I thought possible. And to hear it in her own words and also in her own voice is also so deeply compelling. I was ready for that testimony to be what we normally expect a celebrity testimony in court to be, right? Which is a, like, you know, their lawyer does most of the talking. If they're going to do a statement, they do a paragraph or two. No, not at all. Like, she started reading off a statement, but then she began going in directions and revealing just where she's at and repeatedly interrupting herself because she wanted to fit so much information in. One of the most heartbreaking moments was at the end when she was like, I don't want to get off this call with you, Judge, because the minute that I do, I know, the minute that I do, I'm just going to hear a series of no's. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. To hear her express herself so clearly to hear her say like these are my priorities and these are the things i'm not allowed to do it just like it just wrecks you over and over and over again I think another thing that wrecked me too was when she was talking about herself and her career where she goes i'm not good i'm great and yet she can't make these decisions for herself and she's right she is great she is great yeah she's britney she's an icon and so to hear her talk about the ways that she's been disempowered And how it makes her feel broken, ashamed. She cries every day. Like those are the things that she said, embarrassed just for living her life. Yeah, it was it was really it was really heartbreaking. It was really shocking, even beyond what anybody expected. And just like the total breakdown of trust in her life, like, you know, she talked a lot about how she has to go to therapy in this place that's like very public. And she believes and frankly, I'm sure she's right, that they are 
forcing her to do her therapy in a public place uh, so that she can maybe be photographed, you know, crying, coming out of the office and stuff like it's clear that she really there's no trust there anymore. But these people control every single facet of her life. I felt like she was pleading for her life in that statement in a lot of ways. 100% agree. Like there was a moment where she said, you know, even Jody, who was like Jody was her lawyer at the time representing her. I was just like I feel like even Jody takes it too far sometimes. So she's telling us that even the people that she wants to be in charge of the conservatorship she doesn't even have a, a trusting relationship necessarily with them. And I think like that sort of pivots the whole conversation from, okay, she wants someone to still be running the conservatorship, just not her dad, to, oh no, there's no one in her immediate sphere that she trusts. At least like that's the that's the story that she's telling us. The idea that she wants to be able to sue her whole family. These are things that honestly to be fully frank, like I don't even know how to process this stuff publicly because I was listening to this. I was like, this feels like it should be a private conversation between you and a judge. But it got to the point where she can, you can use the only power she has, which is a power of celebrity to even do anything about this. And like, that's how we ended up here. Right. Well, we learned a lot about the details of her conservatorship during her statement. But one that really stuck out to me, and you mentioned this before, was when she revealed that she wants to get married and have another baby, but that she can't because she has an IUD that her conservatorship won't allow her to remove. So there are so many layers to that. Uh, Did you ever think that the people around her, like her dad and others, could go as far as controlling what's in her body? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, like, I think there were implications maybe of like fitness and getting ready for like the Vegas shows and like the idea that like she has to go to a lot of like these like fitness and dance classes and like do a lot of hours of choreo. And I was like, that sounds really intense. I don't know if anyone should go through that. That sounds like over control of someone's body. And then she delivers that bomb, right? So like, it's like, you know, where you thought it was versus where it actually is, is so much worse. Having said that, like, I don't understand where you go from here. I don't understand how you, where you go from here if you are the people in charge of this conservatorship and you've just been outed publicly as trying to control a woman's body, her, her ability to have children. Like, that's some medieval shit. Like, it, it genuinely, you know, like, that's, that's the way that that is phrased, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't just the IUD. There was also a lithium prescription that she did not want to take, but was prescribed to her after a collection of people claimed that she was being like difficult to work with and not taking her medications, which she says, by the way, is an outright lie that she wasn't taking her other medications. Right. She said that like um, that they were that their lies were told to her therapist in order to, you know, make her take the lithium prescription. And like that's. I mean, in every way, that's a nightmare. That's a lithium you know, is no freaking joke. My no, God, the the way know. she described it, because like you're mm-hmm. saying, I feel like she went, she had a bunch of tangents too, because all these, she had so many things to share. And yeah. in that moment, she was really talking about. I think she said that she was like in her in her home for a month, being watched because her body was adapting to lithium. Yes, you know, hundred percent. And and I, I should say, like, if people read the transcript of what she said. Emma O'Connor made this excellent point um, in a meeting that we were having earlier today, which was that if you read the transcript, 
it doesn't necessarily do her justice because there are a lot of self-interruptions to go on those tangents. But if you're listening to her, you just like listen to the logical flow of someone who's like, oh, I just remember this detail and I'd like to add it in. Oh, I'd like to, I just remember this detail and I'd like to add it in. So it was just like a lot of layered, horrific details. I mean, it starts off by saying, I just got a phone. And I like the implication here is that like, we don't know how long she hasn't had one for, or at least one that wasn't heavily monitored by the people who are running oh, her conservatorship, I mean, right? I, w- I wonder how many people yesterday, you know, I was just on Britney's Twitter account and seeing what she tweeted like in May. And I'm like, did she even tweet this? Yes. Like, you know, it's those exactly. thoughts where you have like, who who's doing anything? You can't believe anyone at this point. I mean, except for Britney. Yes. There are stories out there about like hairdressers and nail technicians who have actually gotten in trouble with her conservators because at one point Britney would ask to like borrow the phone and they'd be like, yeah, sure. And they'd hand over the phone and then those people would get in trouble because the conservators say like she's not allowed to have access to the Internet. So can I just say, like, that's the kind of story that maybe a year ago I would have heard from a free Britney Twitter account. And I would have maybe dismissed. I would have had a really easy time saying, I don't know if that's the full truth. And I think hearing her testimony reorients all of us, right? Like it reorients all of us because we start to think, I did not know the extent of this. And like, I I saw a lot of Free Britney fans who themselves were shocked by the extent of which he revealed because it went beyond anything that they'd imagined. You know, I want us to, you know, move on to the legalities and all this stuff. But just like one other thing, because you had mentioned about the choreography. I think another awful thing we learned was that she was basically forced to work against her will. Even though she was earning millions from her Las Vegas residency, she only got... 2000 a week allowance, and her father collected a $16,000 monthly salary. I mean, talk to us about the twisted element to the whole story, how she was basically working against her will in order to pay her dad. I mean, she laid it out very clearly in terms of her own understanding of her significance and her own understanding of the, the kind of draw that she is. And then like the contrasting that with the amount of freedom that she has, which is a very little amount of freedom. Like she feels like she's working for everybody else. And she's like, all I want to do is take a few years off and enjoy the thing I have built. You know, this wasn't a hearing for her to say, I want to make albums out of my own accord. I'm sure the conservatorship would be thrilled if she wanted to make an album because I'm sure it would sell beautifully. And, you know, she's not like, I want to go on tour because I'm sure it'd be a sellout tour. She's like, I want to take time off working and I would like to just enjoy myself and enjoy all of this that I've built. And when you hear her phrase it that way, the exploitation becomes like the main narrative, right? Like like the main main narrative of having control over someone's career, having control over someone's day-to-day schedule. And then you end up paying yourself that much if you're Jamie Spears and 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 what is Britney getting? She's getting nothing. She's getting completely, she's getting so, such little control over what she has already built that it just like feels like you just hear and go into despair. Yeah. And I think it also just calls into question why a conservatorship should exist in the first place, because I think for a lot of people, self-included, we were under the false assumption that Britney wanted to work and that the way that she could do her deals was through a conservatorship. Now what we're finding out is actually she doesn't want fucking deals. She wants to be with her family. She wants to have a baby with Sam. Like, you know, that totally blows out of the water any idea that there should ever be people controlling any part of her life. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Like the expectations of, and I and I like that fans have shifted their expectations with what she said, you know, because like they're like, you need to take time, you take your time. We don't need another album. We just need you to be free to do the thing that you want to do. And so to that end, like I, I'm really like I'm finding the connection between fans and Britney so tender, and like I have a new appreciation of it because I think I am among those people who were I don't know if I was dismissive, but I would certainly say I was skeptical. I was skeptical of how far the free Britney movement was going as it turns out I'm not sure they were going far enough yeah well what's also just awful is that she supposedly didn't even know that she could petition the court to end the conservatorship it, it makes you wonder the extent to which people were stopping her from being heard and hiding information from her like hiding her basic rights from her so like do you have any insight into the like the lawyer that the conservatorship assigned to her I don't. I mean, like that's so. This it was a court-appointed lawyer, right? What we learned from Brittany herself is that this arrangement is generally not working out for her. However, we don't really know what arrangement would, right? Like because she has just not had the chance to speak. And I should say, like again, it is difficult to process all of this stuff publicly, like because we just don't know all of those details. But we just hear from her that the way that this relationship has been working has not been beneficial to her. So it's like. All Bernie's telling us is that there's no one she feels. There's no one who has her best interest in mind. And it kind of raises questions about the whole conservatorship setup in general, right? Like, because Britney herself, even among conservatorships, Britney herself seems to be a pretty unique case. At least from the legal experts that I've read, they're talking about this is like not usual, you know? Some of the conservatorships that we've seen are tend to be like for the elderly who need their estates managed, who need some of their daily affairs managed. This is an unusual case, and it's unusual still for it to last this long and for her not to be able to like get out of it, let alone have nobody tell her that she can petition the court to get out of it. All right. Well, we still have a lot more to talk about. We'll be right back. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.comslash 2022. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G! Leaping grab Devontae Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. 
Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Elamine Abdul Mahmood about everything involving Britney Spears' conservatorship case. So the outpouring of support has been huge. What do you make of how far the Free Britney movement has come and how significant its role has been in how this has all played out? I mean, I got to be the one among the first to say I didn't I didn't see it. And now I see it. And I'm sorry. And by sorry, I mean, we've seen the vindication of the Free Britney movement. Just in one statement, Britney laid out the like, not only were they right to support her in that way to say the things that have been happening, but actually like they didn't have a full understanding and things were much worse. I worry about that. I worry about the idea of fan culture kind of having this kind of central role in the management of people's lives. I feel like the Britney situation is a one-off. I don't want like, I don't know, Nicki Minaj fans managing anything because barbs are wild. Um, But I will say that like, the the idea of the free Britney movement coming this far, they've they're now sort of almost like professionalizing in a sense. They're becoming a kind of advocacy body. Like they're not formal by any stretch, but they are an advocacy body in terms of talking about how conservatorships are going and raising questions about this legal setup and whether it's beneficial to the people who it's supposed to be protecting. And so I'm compelled by that. You know what's interesting is that I mean to be clear, Brittany, Brittany is the one who has been impacted the most by this. But, you know, as we talked about, she has not been heard. But the Free Britney movement, they also haven't been heard. You know, we had Matt Stapera on who, you know, works for BuzzFeed and he is a very big Britney fan. And he came on to talk about Chris Crocker, who you might know from the Leave Britney Leave Alone. Britney alone. I yeah. mean, he wasn't heard either. He was made fun of and turned into a meme. I mean, this is how long it's been going on for. People have been screaming about it and not being heard. Yeah. I mean, Chris Crocker, people thought that was just some weird performance art. It was not, right? It was It was sort of like a genuine sort of anguish outcry that was kind of trying to point out to the fact that even back then, 13 years, my God, 13 years of just trying to scream, leave Bernie alone and it, and it not having any kind of resonance. Well, we're also hearing a lot from celebrities and other people who've had notable relationships with Britney. Mm, name so, one. Yeah. Mm. You know what? So mm. here's what I want to talk about. I And I know what you're implying. I want to read Justin Timberlake's. Uh, here's what he wrote. Why? On Twitter. <laughs> I'm joking. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> because it matters. OK, here's what he wrote on Twitter. After what we saw today, we should all be supporting Britney at this time. Regardless of our past, good and bad, and no matter how long ago it was, what's happening to her is just not right. No woman should ever be restricted from making decisions about her own body. Okay, Elamine, go. I mean, where do you even begin? Is it maybe, should we, shall we begin with the Crimea River music video and specifically casting a Britney lookalike to be like, oh yeah, she should definitely have control over her body, Justin. Why don't we be specific about the harms that we have caused in our lives to other people before we go on running our mouths about how Britney should have our support? Yes, she should. Some people should maybe, I don't know, edit their tweets or when in doubt, just don't tweet it because you know what's going to happen. I don't think Twitter was a medium for that one, Justin Timberlake. I want to believe that you've changed. I want to believe that you and Jess were listening to this testimony heartbroken because, and I do, I I believe that he was really affected by this. So affected and so moved that he grabbed his phone and was like, let me 
Let me fire off a tweet. Let that, me just. That's it. When you're to, when you're talking about things being edited, I think oh, one of the many problems. The one yeah. is that second sentence. The uh, second yes. sentence was not needed when he said, "Regardless of our past, good and bad, and no matter how long ago it was, Justin, don't say it. Just don't tweet that part. Don't. All you had to say was, "This is not right." I'm thinking yeah. of Britney. Like that's that's the sum of what should be said. In the words of the meme, that's it. That's the tweet, right? Like, it's not the other stuff. And the other stuff was not necessary. It came across as an attempt for him to put himself in the narrative. And people, well, rightfully, were like, maybe sit this one out, bro. Like, maybe maybe you can join in the next one. But this one is not for you. Other people supporting Britney on, on Twitter, all for it. Halsey had a great tweet about this. You know, lots of other celebrities did. But boof, Justin Timberlake, man, read the room, you know? Okay, so this is the next part that we just like don't really know about. Experts keep saying how this is such a complicated case. So how do you think things are going to play out specifically with the judge? The next court date is July 14th. I mean, what do we think she'll decide? What's there to consider in terms of how this might go? Well, a big consideration is just how public all of this is. Like, it wasn't that public a few months ago. We now, like, know the names of the judges. We know the names of every lawyer involved. We know the names of the lawyers who are like, this is getting too public for me, and they just quit. And so the fact that there's this much public attention, of course, it's following that New York Times documentary, but also now this testimony, like, all eyes are on this case. All eyes are on this judge. And I think that's going to fundamentally change the nature of the case. One, in that, like, we're not going to be waiting six months in between hearings again. Like, I, I feel like we're just, it's going to be sort of a keep it moving to get to some kind of resolution. The judge also seemed pretty compelled by Brittany's testimony, right? There, there were a few moments of that. There were a few moments of, like, thanking her for her testimony, reacting to some of the stuff that she said. And that gives at least from the Free Britney folks that I've seen on Twitter, they're hopeful. Like, they seem hopeful that this will maybe bring an end to that conservatorship. I don't know if that will actually be the case, but I, it does feel like a sort of tide-shifting kind of moment. Yeah, well, I know we are all just so anxious to see how this all plays out. Elamine, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, Free Britney. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. You can watch the NFL playoffs like a fan, or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move the Sticks podcast. The show is hosted by me, Daniel Jeremiah, and my partner, Bucky Brooks. The two of us are bringing the knowledge from a career as NFL talent scouts to the podcast world so fans can watch and understand the nuances of the game like never before. We'll break down film from the professional and college game to get you ready for the Super Bowl, the draft, and kickoff next fall. Subscribe now and listen to the Move the Sticks podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. 